The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And welcome back to One Leg at a Time, the official gambling podcast pirate ship gambling podcast from pride to detroit.com and the pride to detroit pod cast the pride to detroit show all the names we have i'm chris perfett the adequate host of pride to detroit the producer the managing editor of this podcast not pride to detroit itself that's for the fearless leader who is not here because he's allergic to gambling joining me though is the man the the genius of the podcast used in the classical sense genius in that he is a spirit inhabiting the household bringing good fortune upon us all. It's the rock god, Ryan Matthews, at Ryan underscore P-O-D. Hi, Chris. Thank you for the introduction, but I am now using DraftKings, which is the we official are. betting partner of SB Nation. So shout That's out to right. them. Bam, um, yeah. And all these lines coming here are going to be from DraftKings. So you know, you know. Yeah, I, I was I was just like scurrying to figure out what an antonym for allergic was because while while jeremy is allergic to betting i am the opposite of allergic i am you're a you're a i'm hungry you're you're a (laughs) you're a file affiliac all of those file they a betophile okay thank you let's 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 make sure that that is b-e-t-o-f P-H-I-L-E. I can spell whatever. You, are you Friday. attracted to betas? This no? podcast okay. could go off the rails. This is going to go off the rails. Unless, unless, you, unless you pull it back. Let's pull it back a little bit. So we've been off for a week, but week two, our record was four and two with a law and, and plus a loss in the daily double, which I'm still not how to really quantify that. Do we get two wins if we win the daily double, but one loss if we lose it, or do we just keep it separate? I think we get to fudge the numbers any way we want, Chris. So that's true. This is our podcast. So we hit on the under in the Dallas and uh, Chargers game. We hit on San Francisco minus three. We hit on over 48 in the Lions. And uh, which which one was that? Was that the that was that wasn't the Ravens game? No, it was the Packers Monday night it was the Packers game. Excuse me. And then Bronx bet with the first freaking victory of the week over here of the of the podcast over here. New England minus six. 
So that's where we stand. We get to make the numbers. I don't think we're going to have many uh, totals on this one. The, the theme of this podcast is frauds. But before we get to frauds, we need to talk about frauds of a different, uh, different, different cloth. And that is, Ryan, the Super Bowl halftime show was announced this week. Yeah, it was announced, Chris. Uh, the lineup. Snoop Dogg. Mary J. Blige. Dr. Dre. Eminem and Kendrick Lamar. Four of those people haven't been relevant in a decade. So you're going to make speaking. a lot. I, I, I understand that, but you're about to make a lot of people mad because I contend that this is the first show for older millennials and Gen X. This is the first oh. halftime show specifically for them. And since most of our audience is now is the boomers are fading out and we're getting Gen X plus millennials, older millennials, like 80s millennials, they love this halftime show, man. They Bomani Jones is out there ranting and raving about this halftime show. All I want is for Eminem, Dre and Snoop to do, uh, you know, two tracks from. I don't know. I, I need to do I need to I need forget forgot about Dre. And then I want Eminem off the stage. Yeah, I, I, I ideally we, we get as little Eminem as possible because I don't know how Eminem has continued to exist beyond 2002 careful you're talking about a detroit icon here with his mom's spaghetti pop-up serving spaghetti in chinese takeout cartons yeah i there's a lot going on with that but um this makes sense though like i (laughs) i i I totally agree with you chris like it, it it is only serving that we have somebody completely completely irrelevant to the music scene in 2021 playing the halftime show. And the thing that upset me the most was like Ian Rappaport's tweet where, and I know that that just has to be, it has to be company man, right? It has to be NFL guy. Who's saying things like, that's, what, that's what I mean. Like this is, this is Gen X older millennial. This is their demographic. They want to listen to Dr. Dre 2001. They want that record played. That's what but they want. You're not going to get the songs you want. You're not going to get the songs you want. You're like you're not going to get the Eminem up there. You're not. Yeah, I. Uh, you're gonna get oh forgot about Dre, and you're gonna get the next episode. I, I'm worried that we're gonna get like not afraid by Eminem. Oh jeez. Like I'm no, worried this is that gonna we're. Be, this is gonna be a Dre focused halftime show. The problem was, did you see the video with Dre and uh, Snoop at SoFi no. Stadium? Oh god, they were talking about it. I Snoop was talking about like this is the first ever rap halftime show. And that hip hop is now coming up from the underground. And it's like, you know, we're finally, finally bringing it together. The, the underground minds, you know, rising up in the NFL and, and the underground minds of hip hop. I'm like, your art has been around for 50 fucking years. <laughs> this is not underground anymore, guys. Can we stop acting like it? I think that there, there in and of itself, Chris, lies my biggest anxiety and my biggest fear that I am realizing with this halftime show is that the music that was underground, the music that was against the grain, the music that was anti-establishment is now playing for the establishment. This is, again, this is Gen X older millennials version of the boomer sitting around screaming that he wants Metallica to play the halftime show. I would prefer Metallica. Really? You would prefer Metallica? I would prefer. So here's the thing. So so back to the Ian Rappaport thing real quick, and, and then I'll, I'll I'll shut up. But like, then we got to go to betting. Yeah, but him you can't saying, ignore this. no, you can't ignore this. And him saying like, 
is it too soon for me to say that this will be the greatest halftime show? What a slap in the face to Prince. Like, 2007, in a Miami rainstorm, Prince just shut it down. Like, his halftime show was the best halftime show. It'll never be eclipsed. The producer for the halftime show, before Prince goes on stage, calls him and says, hey, like, are you cool with, you know, it raining? It's raining, like, wardrobe, is all that stuff good? And Prince's response is, can you make it rain harder? <laughs> I That's think my this guy. Is just, this is just, well, A, I think it's a sop to Los Angeles. It's, it's going to Dr. Dre. SoFi is in Inglewood. Okay, I, I get it. On the other hand, like, they've tried the tentative millennial pop acts. They've gone weekend. I mean, J-Lo and Shakira is a bit of an older one, but I get it. Mm-hmm. This this uh, Maroon 5, they, they've definitely gone more masculine. They've gone. I think what it is is like they've gone more masculine with who is being playing there. It's it's no longer like crooned music, as I'm sure Bomani Jones would call it. Like we're going into actual like rap. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just looking past. You had Coldplay, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Justin Timberlake. Dre is a different demographic. Oh, 100 percent. Totally. And, and I think that's and, why it's getting the reaction it does. This is the, this is the Super Bowl halftime performance. This is their first dip into something that like isn't super safe. Because like you said Chris, like the music that they could play, they could play some great songs from their catalog. I don't think they're going to get the opportunity to do that. Like they're going to get the safest get, songs possible. They're going to get the censored versions, I think. I again, oh, these yeah. are guys who think they're underground but like forgot about Dre is playing over car commercials. They are they are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is all by, by the way, I'm pretty sure also this is a problem with Rock Nation because they obviously took over the last halftime show and now they're like, all right, now we got our clutches in this. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, we spent way too long on this, but that this is part of POD. Let's talk about the bets again. All lines we're doing from DraftKings and this week's theme, Ryan, is frauds. Through three weeks in the NFL, there have been several teams who are three and zero, and you look at their record and you go, "How the hell is that team three and zero?" And maybe, just maybe, if you're someone who just looks at the wins and losses, you're and you're like, "Oh, that has to be a really good team. They're three and zero." Hmm. There's a, or maybe they're two and one, and you're like, "Hey, these are really good teams." Shut it down, because some teams, as we're going to talk about, have played. Would you describe these as, Ryan, college schedules? They seem like college schedules. They seem like they were set up for some of these teams to be 3-0 and when they should not be. And I can think of no better example than the Denver Broncos, who have beaten the Giants, the Jaguars, and they shut out the Jets. This is the ultimate version of Stop the Count. Like the Denver Broncos should be screaming, stop the count. Like we're three and oh, hang the banner. AFC West champions. But that's not the case. The Baltimore Ravens are coming to town. And while the Denver Broncos, I think both Chris and I agree that they are frauds. State your case as to why we should at least be a little bit nervous at 
laying the point and taking the Ravens on the road against the Broncos. What about the Ravens scares you, Chris? Yeah, so the Ravens have, even though they are the Baltimore Ravens, are they are the team that everyone expects to come out at least with a with a wild card spot out of that AFC North. They are they have only negated the home field advantage. It is actually no, no, I'm sorry. They're on the road. They're a one point road favorite. So they've negated the home field advantage and one from DraftKings, Baltimore minus one on the road at Denver. Total in this game, 44 and a half. Here's here's my and I here, here's why I think it could be could have been bigger. And if you want to be concerned about the Ravens, you are warranted to do so because the Ravens, even though they have they are two and one. They 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 lost a close game to the Raiders to start the year, but then then they're a, they they get a lucky play to beat the to beat the Chiefs, and then they need a Justin Tucker history making banked off the crossbar field goal that every Lions fan is familiar with at this point to beat the Lions. So they need a miracle play and an all-timer from Justin Tucker to be at two and one right now and not at zero and three. Yeah. And that's fair, but the Baltimore Ravens are just a better football team. Lamar Jackson going through the injuries this week. He's going to play. They're going to get some of those guys back that they were missing because of COVID uh, a week ago when they played the lions. There's, there isn't really much about this Broncos team that I can write home about. I mean, yeah, you listed their schedule, Chris. They beat the Giants 27-13. They beat the Jaguars 23-13. They shut out the Jets 26 to nothing. Nothing about that impresses me. What does impress me is the resolve and the wherewithal that the Ravens have shown in back-to-back weeks. And I think that this is a this is a big game for them because while there was the emotional hangover in beating the Lions, like you just said, it took a Justin Tucker 66-yard NFL record field goal to beat the Lions. I think they go on the road. I think that they beat the Broncos by probably seven, eight, nine points. I think the key for this game is going to be if the Ravens can get their running like more on the ground going because they seem to become like they've gotten away from that, even though they've got, you know, an interesting thing with Tyson Williams, who I still think has a pretty interesting hand to deal with there. For the Broncos, our old friend Graham Glasgow is ruled out this week. Yeah, he's still which, dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be that's going to be interesting for them. Um, looking at their defense DVOA for Denver. They are eighth. They, they actually have a pretty good defense as far as like efficiency. Fifth for pass DVOA, eighth for rush. I think, again, for the Ravens, it's just a matter of getting after Teddy Bridgewater, though. Yeah, which, I mean, they should be able to get done. Like, I mean, we we watched a week ago how the Lions struggled with all of the exotic pressures and fronts that the the Ravens showed. I think that's something they just carry into next week. And that's why I think their scheme supersedes their talent in a lot of places. So, Mm -hmm. um, and, and the Broncos numbers for the DVOA, like it looks great on paper, but then you start to peel those numbers back with their schedule and it's like, oh, okay, I see why they're a top five defense right now because they've played the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. By the way, um, I have to feel bad for you on one of your bets involving the Ravens because you had a prop going this whole season that Justin Tucker wouldn't miss a field goal. 
not only does he miss a field goal in the Lions game, he then beats the Lions with a history-setting field goal. I don't know, Chris, if I was more upset that he missed that first field goal, like, badly, by Justin mm-hmm. Tucker's standards, because it was a 40-some-odd-yard field goal. Yeah, he shanked it. Or, I don't know if I would have felt worse if the field goal would have been off the crossbar and out, and the Lions would have won. I don't know. I, I, regardless, Justin Tucker, I'm upset with you. <laughs> I think I that's a great way to leave that game. <laughs> so we're picking Baltimore minus one in this game. Yes. We think the, the Denver Broncos are frauds. Teddy Bridgewater, not to survive exotic pressures. Uh, the other big fraud I have on my list, and this one's circled with a bullet because people want to praise the Carolina Panthers so badly. They want to believe in Matt Rule. They want to believe in Sam Darnold. And I will give them that, their, that the Saints victory looks impressive to start the year just because I think we're all assuming who the Saints are. On the other hand, I don't know if these Saints are the same Saints as before, not just because of Jameis Winston, but it's, a, it's still a team that's being sussed out with a new quarterback. And, okay, you, you got a good win over the Saints. But then you've beat up on the Jets and the Texans. And a lot of people, especially after that Texans game, are giving Sam Darnold a lot of credit. But I think the Cowboys are probably the best team they are going to play yet. And I hate to say it, but the Cowboys are looking kind of kind of good. Yeah, looking pretty good. I mean, they're they're not looking bad. And I think by by Dallas Cowboys standards, like that's something to be impressed with. Like their defense seems to be playing pretty well. They they gave the Eagles everything that they could handle the other night. Um, I, I like Dallas minus four and a half in this one, um, for a lot of the reasons that you just explained having to watch and I don't, I didn't have to watch it, but it was Thursday night football. So I figured like there's Mm -hmm. nothing better to do, but that Texans Panthers game was one of the worst football games I've seen. And I, I remember tweeting out that the Panthers were unequivocally without, without argument, probably the worst three and O team that I'd ever seen in my entire life. And there were some people on Twitter who gave me some pushback, like, oh, there's always bad 3-0 teams. No, like, they're bad. Like, they're not going to have Christian McCaffrey. They're down J.C. JC Horn, their Mm -hmm. their top pick um, at cornerback. They're dealing with some injuries there. And they're playing a Cowboys team that is just kind of humming along. And no, it's, it's, you know, Dallas minus four and a half versus Carolina. You know, they're, they're, they're getting a little bit of a, a rub, a rub at home. The Cowboys are, but I'm totally cool with giving with, with laying the points and then playing the Panthers. Can we talk about where the cash is coming in on this game? Dallas has 68% of the cash, 56% of the tickets for the spread. The money line's interesting. 66% of the tickets are on the Panthers, but 96% of the cash is on the Cowboys on the money yeah. line. Well, that, that tells you there's a lot of sharp money coming in on them. And uh, it it also kind of shows you like people in Texas have money. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's that's very true. So are we going to take them on the spread here? You want to take minus four and a half? I think yeah. that's that's a fair price to pick up Dallas at. I think so, too. Yeah, I As could, I could, today, I could they, see them. I could see them winning this game by six. No, no problem. Yeah. And I mean, like we, we've seen them when they were against the Eagles. They had no problems just running up that score, too. Yeah. Like they, if they, they have a good potential to get off to a hot start. If they do, they'll bury the, the Panthers and then just kind of 
challenge Sam Darnold to try to use his noodly arm to get them back into the game. Yeah. This one, I, I hate to call them a fraud because I really like them, but I think they've overperformed a little bit to start the year. We have a matchup of unbeatens in the NFC West. And I guess I guess if you're at home, you can decide which of these are the frauds we're talking about. However, the answer for me is the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are playing at L.A. Rams. This is the third time we've bet on a Rams game, but we just can't break our Matt Stafford love, I guess. I mean, but why should we? Why should we? Like I I saw someone in Detroit the other day trying to say, like, if you're rooting for the Rams, you're rooting against the Lions. Like, are we doing this again? Are we doing this like Verlander thing again? No, let's not. No, Stafford's cool. He's playing with a cool team. If you're seeing like if he's saying I've seen some people take umbrage with the fact he's saying he's playing with a real NFL team and everything like He's just praising the Rams like this is all like guys aren't always careful with their words. Who cares? The Rams are. I mean, compared to those Patricia years, the Rams are a real football team. The Patricia teams were not. Yeah, it, I mean, I, t- we, we, I think we talked about this on first bite. Jeremy and I did. But I was like the last time that Matthew Stafford had a had a defense like that. That's the best gauge for Matthew Stafford is that if he's got a competent defense on the other side, then Matthew Stafford's going to keep you in a lot of football games. It, I, I, I think the I think the run game thing was always kind of overblown. And then you know Cam Akers has the Achilles tear, and Daryl Henderson has like the the rib injury and, and and stuff like that. And they have to go out and get Sony Michelle. Look at what the Rams have pieced together with a with a makeshift run game. Like they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. It's I don't think it's ever really been about the run game with Matthew Stafford. It's always been about whether or not he has a defense on the other side of the ball who can, you know, keep the opposing team to like, I don't know, 19, 20 points. And if they do that, then I like Matthew Stafford's chances to, to you know, to put you over the top and, and to win the football game. Did you see the over under in this game, Chris, at 54 and a half? I it's it's really high and it scares the hell out of me. It's really high and I'm, I, I want to stay away from it. So I'm totally cool with just laying the points. The Rams are at home. They're playing the Cardinals. Only giving up four points. I mean, let's talk about the Cardinals schedule well, for I, a second, I, right? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, they've played the Jaguars. They needed the missed field goal against from the Vikings, which, by the way, talk about a curse there. Yeah. Like, I know we lost on that awful Justin Tucker field goal, but I don't want the curse that the Vikings have where they're always miss. They're always losing on game winning field goal attempts like um, and, and like very and manageable tight, yeah. kicks too. Yeah. like that. That Vikings kick was a chip shot. It was a chip <laughs> shot and he completely shanks it. Paul Allen thinks it's in and he's yeah, um, they beat the t- their best win on the schedule was probably to start the year against the Titans. And that's week one. That was forever yeah. ago. Yeah. And that was that was listen, that was that was Kyler Murray insanely hot. Um, Chandler Jones got like five sacks in that game. That's one of those performances you can't really ask to be repeated. Yeah, especially Mm -hmm. against a team like the Rams, the Rams who have the number one overall offense per DVOA from football outsiders like you're this is going to be a high scoring game. And given the choice between the two teams and the talent on the field, Chandler Jones is amazing. I don't think he's touching Stafford. 
Yeah, I, I think that the Rams are going to do just a fine job of keeping Matthew Stafford upright and throwing the football down the field. Rams minus four, Chris. Lock it in. Yep, lock it in. Uh, okay, one more game for our first slate here, and then we'll move on to our specials. Um, not really a fraud game, but I'm seeing a lot of love still for the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe it's just before they got shellacked by the Cowboys that hard. The Eagles are playing uh, at home against the Chiefs. This is going to be the the Shady McCoy retirement game. LaShawn McCoy announcing that he's going to sign a one-day deal with the Eagles so he can retire at halftime with the Philadelphia Eagles. Great career. Fantastic career. Pisses the shit out of Alex Reno. Fantastic career. <laughs> yeah, what a perfect way to, to cap that off. Yeah, um, but I mean, Kansas City has struggled a little bit, and I don't. I think this is the coin, the other side of the coin on the fraud. I don't think the Chiefs at one and two are losers. I think they've just they had that Rams game where they just I mean, excuse me, the Ravens game where they let up that last play. The Chargers game was decided by less than a touchdown. This looks like Mm -hmm. a good place for them to bounce back. They're laying six and a half on the road, though, which is a little scary. It is a little scary. Um Let's just look at some numbers here real quick. So okay. the, the, the Chiefs are 1-11-2 in their last 14 games against the Vegas point spread. Um, so am I nervous about that? A little bit. But at 6.5 points versus an Eagles team that I don't think is very good, I, I think this is a perfect opportunity for the Chiefs to bounce back and just absolutely smack the Eagles in the face. Like... I, here, here's here's something else too. Patrick Mahomes has made more turnover worthy plays. This is according to PFF. He's made more turnover worthy plays than big time throws. Like that's not Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes is going to be just fine. And I think that he's had a rough start to the season. But I think I think this is a perfect time for for the Chiefs to get things going right and to get things heading heading in the right direction. Minus six and a half. I I like the Chiefs a lot in this game. I'm, I'm going to need your help because you've given me a lot of reasons why I shouldn't pick the Chiefs, that I should take the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, who does not look as lost as people are making him out to be. Yeah, I, I mean, God, I, the, the Eagles beat up on the Falcons to start the year. They narrowly lose a game to the 49ers the week after that, and then they got blown out by the Eagle or by the Cowboys last week. I... I just think that it and the Eagles have such a tough road ahead of them, too. Like after this game, like this is a game that they they have to be competitive in. They have to try to win. And I know this isn't maybe doing the most to to spark your um, your assuredness in in the Chiefs. But when I look at the Eagles, I just don't see it with Jalen Hurts. Like I, I, I just don't see it. And I'm ready for the Chiefs to bounce back. I think the Chiefs are. It, it, it's been it's been a few weeks. It's, it's time for them to get things right. Do you think Andy Reid kind of being a little um, absent is probably hurting the Chiefs right now? I, I wonder how much that affects things. But, you know, if, you know, apparently he's got a clean bill of health and, you know, he's been released from the hospital and everything and seems to be to be back with it. So I I, I just want to bet on our on our on our guy. We got to bet on our guy, Chris, and our guy is Eagles, Patrick Mahomes. Eagles are four, four and one against the spread in their last five home games, by the way. Sounds like they're due for a loss. 
I guess I, I feel like this is where we're almost clashing. I'm going to trust you here. I'm going to follow you on Kansas City minus six and a half. But if you burn me on this, we might have to start tearing each other apart on one pick. It's it's time. It's yeah. time. I mean, I'm just an idiot. I can't even bet in California. I just I'm here for the ride. But I want to just critique you and make sure we have this above the board. I want to steal sharpen steel. Yeah, hey, that's fair. You can, you can keep me honest. But All right. if I'm being honest, Casey minus six and a half. When we come back, Lions are underdogs this week, but in the point spread only. There's a lot of interesting ways to dig into this line. We're going to explain, give picks on the Lions game. Plus, Ryan's got his daily double, and I've got the next edition of the highly acclaimed Bronx Bat. We'll be right back on One Leg at a Time, brought to you by the Pride Detroit POD cast. And welcome back to One Leg at a Time, the product of Pride of Detroit POD cast with sponsorship or uh, lines from DraftKing, the official lines giver of SB Nation. And now it's time for where we get into some fun. But let's talk about Lions at Bears. As always, this is a gambling podcast. This is also a Lions podcast. So we always like to dig into the Lions line here. Uh, the Lions are plus 125 on the money line. They are plus three. So the Bears are minus three at home. Point total of 41. This is a Friday from DraftKings where we're recording. And Ryan, there's a lot of interesting things going on with this game. Yeah, the Bears basically have the home field advantage. Uh but why, why don't you explain what exactly is happening behind the numbers from what you're seeing from where the money is moving in Vegas? Yeah, the, the, the money is telling a very interesting tale. Uh, let's let's start with the spread first. OK, uh, mm-hmm. 56% of the cash, 61% of the tickets are coming in on the Lions plus three, which not shocking. I mean, getting a field goal, these teams seem like they're both going to be basement dwellers in the NFC North. The Bears are struggling to score points. The Lions score points, but only in bunches, whether or not it comes all in one quarter, all in one half. Flip side, you know, the Lions defense looked pretty admirable. You know, Aaron Glenn's getting phone calls about how to how to, you know, stop the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, that's something that's encouraging. Meanwhile, Chicago's defense has been pretty, pretty formidable this year so far. Uh, it looks like Khalil Mack is is, is going to play. And, you know, the Bears just kind of has, have always had this, like, consistent defense with, like, Hicks, Roquan Smith now in the middle there at linebacker. But then you, you look at the money line, Chris. 83% of the cash is on the Lions, but only 58% of the tickets. That's less than the amount of tickets that are on the Lions when it comes to the to the spread. So that means there's a lot of money on less tickets going on the Lions on the money line. And it makes sense because, like you mentioned, plus 125, I'll take the Lions all day on the money line here. You'll take them on the money line. Where I find this interesting, I mean, we can make this two different bets. This isn't a daily double, but I want to look at the total. 
41 and a half is particularly low. And you mentioned the amount of tickets, uh, an obscene amount of money. 94% is coming in on the over versus 52% of the tickets coming in on the over. And the Bears have scored, you know, I get that. The the Bears have had two games over 41 points. No, just one game, excuse me. But still, they've had, so let's see, they had the Rams game, which was 34 to 14, Bengals 20 to 17, Browns 26 to 6. So they've, they've been in that low 40, high, low 40, high, excuse me, high 30 range. Lions have kind of treaded, have had, two, the, the Lions are coming off a Ravens game below 41 points, but they've gone above that in both, you know, 49ers and Packers. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I understand why the line is so low because Justin Fields got sacked nine times. And by the way, Matt Nagy is not telling you who the starting quarterback is, but let me tell you, it's not, it's probably not going to be bleeping Andy Dalton with that kind of injury that he has. Oh yeah, sure. So, I, I mean, we'll, we'll tell you right now who the starting quarterback is going to be yeah, for the Chicago yeah, Bears. We'll, we'll tell you it's Justin Nagy. Fields. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> Justin Fields. They're going to hope to get him right. They, they probably assume this is going to be an easier game to do it, to do this against him uh, versus say the Browns. So I, however, I don't think the Lions defense is going to light him up for nine sacks to get him down to a net one yard. I, I don't think so either. I mean, so, so really you're looking at, I mean, you're looking at three touchdowns apiece from these teams, right? You're looking yeah. for, you're looking for six touchdowns in the game and that'll get you to your, that'll get you to your over. Do we think yeah. we can get there? I think this Lions offense has shown you that it can. Like, I know that this is the Bears defense, but there's been plenty of games where they've looked pretty beatable. And the Lions have been putting up those points against teams with defenses who maybe aren't the greatest, but they're also not just schlubs. They're doing it against the Packers. They're doing it against the Niners. They did. They were putting up points against the Ravens. Like, I don't. I, 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 I'm on the fence about 41 and a half. I need your help to push me over. Are you taking? Would you join me on the over or are we just taking money line? If I'm having fun with this. And we know, Chris, it's never fun to bet on the under. Let's take the over over okay. 41 and a half. Actually, I think it's 41 on DraftKings. Perfect. Yeah, so over 41. So we're doing two different bets on this game. We're not doing just, this isn't a daily double, because that comes up right now. Ryan, floor is over to you on daily double with music that we cannot use from Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, would we get in trouble with Aaron Rodgers, or who would we get in trouble with? Um, who the knows? The guy who's canceled? I don't know. Some, yeah, somebody. Somebody will get us in trouble. But... What won't get you in trouble this week? Titans, Jets. All right, looking at this game, the Titans are going on the road to the Jets. Uh, They're playing in New Jersey. The Titans are six-point favorites on the road against the Jets. I like the Titans on the money line here. Here's the thing. They're without A.J. Brown. They're without Julio Jones. Doesn't look like either of those guys are going to play but they still have Derrick Henry and he is still the dude. He is still King Henry. The jets are bad. They're bad. Like they're, 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 they're one of the worst versions of a football team that I think I've seen. And it, it, it's so bad on offense that here's what I like. I like the Titans on the money line and I like the under in this game. 
because I think you're going to get it would not shock me if Derrick Henry has 32 rushes. Like it would not shock me if they just pound the rock with Derrick Henry all game long. And I think that that's something that's going to be really doable. Um, I don't know. What do you think of this daily double, Chris? No, I like it. I, I, I mean, I'm I like that you're not playing the spread because, again, without without uh, the receiver core as it is, I'm not buying into the Titans as far as a high scoring game, but I can buy in for the victory and I can buy in for under 44 and a half. Yeah, I, I like it. And the, the one last thing I guess that I, I want to touch on, too, is how bad the Jets are like they're very bad. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring this up because I was counting here a little bit. Um, the Jets have only scored a total of 20 points this this year. Yeah, and 14 of them were in one game. <laughs> yeah, they, they scored 14 points in the Panthers game, six in the Jets game, and they were shut out against the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. And I, their, their Did defense you this year. Did you expect this year that we were looking at all these 0-3 teams and the one we're probably most confident about is the Lions? Just hang that banner, Chris. Hang that banner. The best 0-3 team in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What a a loss for the the Jaguars, too. By the way, the Colts are 0-3. Just just wanted things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Maybe they should have, you know, ponied up for Matthew Stafford. Hmm. Pay up. Good quality. Like you, you wanted, you wanted good. You wanted good whiskey, and instead you decided, you know what? I only want to spend five dollars. Give me, give me the mash <laughs> at the bottom. You're gonna get yeah. that gut rot, and you're gonna like it. Yeah. And so, by the way, real quick, if you, if you parlay mm-hmm. those two, you parlay the money line with the Titans and that under, you're gonna get something around like plus one fifty ish. So. You're going to be you're going to be making making some uh, some extra money on the money that you laid out. Yep. Good stuff. We'll have to do more with Daily Double. Maybe we could find like different games to parlay together at some point too. just really crunch numbers and find you some value. But sometimes there's a game where it's it, where a total and a money line just looks better together than dealing with a point spread. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? Let's do it. Sometimes we like to bet. And sometimes we like to have our cousins bet. And sometimes our cousins' cousins like to bet. And they're up in, in Queens. But this one's Bronx bets. Hey, what the fuck is up with you, huh? What are you freaking doing over here? What, what, what's going on, Ryan? Hey, uh, how you doing, Chris? This is what I like to, this is what I like to see. You know, I just saw my friend Tony and, uh, you know, I, 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 it's, it's really hard this time of freaking year to focus on football. You know why? Because the Yankees are freaking locked in for the seventh fucking ring over here. The AL East is a absolute gong show. Who's going to win it, Chris? You got the Blue Jays. You got the Red Sox. You got the Yankees. Everybody's playing. The Rays are the winners, but you got to, you got to find a wild card spot. Listen, the Yankees are finishing out the fucking season down there in that fucking retirement home called Tampa Bay in a little action in a little park. I haven't seen I haven't seen a, a little dome like that, that that empty since I was working at Walmart over in Newark. Mind you, there's no Walmart over here in the Bronx. But, you know, Trenton, they got warehouses over there. Those get more fucking filled up than than tropic than the trop. All right. So shut the fuck up with this. Let me know when you play. By the way. 
we're going to have to play one fucking game to get into the wild card. Whose fucking idea was this? You play one game. Meanwhile, those those losers over in San Francisco get to sit home and pretty getting fat on crab cakes. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know what's more sad, Chris, uh, thinking about a Walmart in Newark, New Jersey, or getting your heart ripped out on a one game wildcard play in game. I don't feel that bad for the freaking uh, Padres over here, though. You know what? You get stomped five, five, five fucking runs. But enough about baseball. I want to talk about this other sport. So my cousin Sal was in Vegas the other day. Beautiful fucking city. I, well, I didn't even know those, that kind of shit existed out there. I thought after Hudson, it was all just, you know, wasteland. And that's mostly true. But then there's the bright freaking shining jewel over there. But get this. I didn't know this shit. They say they got a football team over there now. They do. They do. I don't understand this. So they invented football in the freaking desert where there's no grass. I don't get it. It's like asking for the 49ers fans to stop shanking people in the fucking parking lots, you know? It's, it's one of those things you just never expect to happen. But apparently the Raiders got moved out there. Bang. And they are looking fucking pretty over here. I don't know what to say about you. Derek Carr, that's a good name on a kid over here. You know, I've, I've heard that name before, but it was, it was way back. Way back, Chris. I mean, we're talking about a we're talking about David Carr. His brother's David? even better. Derek Derek's the better version. You you can't have two kids with D's for the name. Derek and David. That kind of doesn't fucking work over here. Well, it, hey, it's working for the Raiders. What's working for the Raiders is fucking Hunter Renfro. This fucking kid over here, he's got a he's got hands. He's got good hands like I haven't seen before. Like he, I could toss this kid tuna all day. Bam, he would catch it. Frozen solid. Big hunk of, of, of cow over here delivering you steaks. Bam, he's going to fucking catch it. That's what I like to see. I like to see that. I like to see Raiders plus three and a half on Monday fucking night fucking football over here against the Los Angeles parking lot charges. A uh, parking lot charges. You're talking about a Tesla? Shut the fuck up. No one drives those around here. Those things will like that, those things are fucking death traps. My cousin Vinny almost got crushed by one. Guy wants to go straight down the road. The Tesla's like, no, I'm going to make a turn right here into this lane. You know what my cousin Vinny said? What did he say? I'm walking over here. <laughs> this has been one leg at a time, everyone. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Count the winnings, count the losses. And uh, I'm sure that nothing will go wrong in the interim. Remember, nothing. DraftKings for these lines, they will probably move by the time you hear them. So play them smart, play them safe. Get your bets in. And as always, we'll see you star side. Oh.